This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Your boss, your child's teacher, your next door neighbor, the customer service representative on the phone, maybe your doctor. No matter where you live or work, you probably have had many opportunities to interact with people who speak English as a second language. That's my husband. Although non-native speakers may be fluent in English, many are not. And in today's global community, the ability to communicate effectively with people who speak a limited amount of English is an increasingly important skill. If you're a native English speaker who sometimes has trouble conversing with colleagues or neighbors who aren't, don't let that stop you from trying. Do you want to save more and invest for your future but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading, and their fees are the lowest in the industry, and by doing less, you get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. You can learn more at quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers, and when you sign up, you can receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. Please support our sponsor by visiting the website that's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers and check out the offer for betterment. I've noticed that when people speak with someone who has English as their second language, often they make very common communication mistakes. And so I decided to put together a list of 10 questions that you could ask yourself when you are holding a conversation with a person who speaks English as a second language. So let's get started with my list. The first question is, are you impatient? When people make an effort to speak your language, I think you should give them the opportunity to put their sentences together. Don't cut them off. Let them finish their thoughts. And if you say something and it appears your listener didn't understand, it's okay to repeat your statement again using other words. Also keep in mind that talking louder or yelling at the person doesn't enhance the person's ability to understand you. So think about, are you patient? Can you smile? And that will help you go a long, long way. So the second question is, are you respectful? Well, are you disrespectful? You want to give credit to non-native speakers for making the effort and show them respect by listening as carefully as you can. You want to make sure your body language and posture are sending positive signals, not those negative shutdown vibes. And always give your full attention to your conversation partner. You want to listen carefully before you form your response. And of course, be aware and respectful of cultural differences, especially regarding touching or eye contact and personal space. So are you discouraging is next. Think about that. Are you giving the person verbal cues that you understand as they're speaking? Is your stance and gesture giving the yes? Or are you even saying, ah, yes, and nodding your head to let that person know that they're being understood? And make sure don't cover your mouth. Lip reading is a skill that's often used when a person is working to decipher the pronunciation of a new or unfamiliar word. This next one I'm guilty of. The question is, are you being too picky? If you don't understand a particular word, let it go unless it's absolutely critical to the communication. Instead, just repeat back what you think you heard and see if the listener confirms your understanding. Be careful not to use the exact words your conversation partner recited. Instead, summarize using other words. So it's important that when you're communicating, you can be as concise as possible. You'll want to make sure that you edit your verbal sentences before speaking them. That's the way you can ensure that only the critical words will be spoken. 
The next question to ask is, are you blaming them? If you really need to ask your conversation partner to repeat something because you didn't understand it, simply say, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I didn't understand that last word. And if on the second try you still don't understand, you can say, I'm sorry, can you try using a different word? I'm still having trouble. Notice the idea is for you to take the blame. Don't say something like, oh, your accent's too heavy or you're speaking too quickly. That's not going to help the situation at all. Next, are you using complex language? It's important to choose simple, common words to communicate and then keep the structure of your sentences simple as well. With this in mind, you should still try to communicate as naturally as possible. Sometimes when you're speaking to children or people who speak another language, we make the mistake of sounding really choppy. So don't be robotic. Just slow down and keep it simple. And of course, don't mumble. And if it seems as if the person you're talking to still doesn't understand, try using different words to say the exact same thing. And to be clear, I'm not suggesting that you simplify your message, only that you choose more common vocabulary. And if you can, use your hands and your arms to get the message across too. Are you being annoying? When you're asked to repeat something, repeat using the same words at least the first time. Like I said, if you need to repeat a second time, just use different words and hopefully the different words will help that speaker. I was recently speaking with someone whose primary language is French. And although she speaks English very clearly, there are some words that she doesn't use in her day-to-day conversation. For example, I was telling her that I was upset about something and after realizing what I was truly trying to convey because I saw confusion on her face, face, I changed my wording from upset to sad which she understood immediately. Also, keep in mind that accents can be a significant barrier to comprehension. And if you suspect that this is the case, try pronouncing the misunderstood word as the non-native speaker does. And finally, when you repeat something, be sure to repeat the entire sentence and that way you'll put the word into its proper context and help avoid the confusion. This next question is a really big one. Are you frequently using idioms? A lot of times I don't even realize that I am using an idiom, and we often speak that way. This assignment will be a piece of cake, or this sweater cost me an arm and a leg. And statements like those for English as second language speaker can sometimes be really confusing. So my advice is just try not to use them at all. Instead, you just use common words to describe whatever it is that you're trying to describe, and that won't be confusing to your conversation partner. This next one is quite similar to the idioms. Are you using slang or even filler words? Slang is definitely a confusing area of language and can be very specific to a region or even to a profession. Think about the sentence, for example, disco music is so cheesy. If English isn't your primary language, you might translate that literally and thus dramatically alter its intended meaning. So you may need to find another adjective or a noun if you slip into some slang. And again, if you do use slang, make sure that you explain it or just use simple words to explain it. And also be careful about um, verbal viruses, um, uh, uh, because those type of verbal viruses may be misunderstood as real words. And then the person gets stuck trying to interpret them. I know this happened to me when I was learning Spanish. I was listening to someone who frequently used filler words, and I never realized for quite some time that they weren't words at all. They were just stumbles, just fillers like equivalent to our um and ah. And finally, and this is a big one, are you slurring your speech? 
You know how as a native English speaker learning a new language, it seems that people who are fluent in a different language sound like they're speaking so quickly. In fact, we had the soccer match on the World Cup. We're watching it in our house and we're, we watch in Spanish. And my girl said, oh my gosh, the announcers speak so fast. So with that in mind, anybody who's hearing you, they're thinking the same thing. So we all need to slow down and speak and enunciate our words very, very clearly. And along those same lines, you don't want to use contractions either. So just slow down. Don't use contractions. Don't run your words together. And when you speak that way, it's much easier for the non-English speaker to understand you. Oh, and by the way, if you notice a mistake from the speaker, just let it go. But if you seriously feel compelled to correct the person, it's important to first ask if he or she would like a correction. Don't assume that. If you've heard many mistakes, I think it's better just to focus on the mistake that, if corrected, would be the most helpful. I think the most important thing to remember when you're communicating with someone from another culture who speaks a different primary language is that our differences are what make us unique. Your life can be richer and more fulfilling by taking the time to understand someone who comes from a different background. And communicating clearly with everyone we interact with fulfills a basic need for all of us. I'd like you to enjoy speaking with everyone you meet and look for more opportunities to share your world with others. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. I'm passionate about communication. Your success is my business. And if you'd like even more success in your life, I invite you to listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk, Inspiring Conversations with Exceptional People. And you can find that at smarttalksuccess.com forward slash iTunes or smarttalksuccess.com forward slash Stitcher on your mobile device. Thanks again to our advertiser, Betterment.com. If you want to save more, invest for your future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor, Betterment.com helps you build a customized, well-diversified portfolio of low-cost funds that you can tailor to your goals and your risk level. And thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you likely get on your own by automating your savings as well as rebalancing your portfolio and reinvesting the dividends. Even better, their fees are the lowest in the industry, and their highly trained customer support team is based in New York, so they can answer your questions at any time. Betterment is a high-quality, efficient investing option that's safe, smart, and saves you time and energy. Betterment, where life gets better. You can learn more at quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers, where you can receive up to $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC-registered broker-dealer and member FINRA SIPC. 
Investments are not FDIC insured. No bank guarantee may lose value. Investing in securities involves risk, and there's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and betterments, charges, and expenses. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy or sell securities in jurisdictions where betterment and betterment securities are not registered.